Hey guys, welcome to episode number seven of the Egomaniac Movies Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Ego. I apologize for my tardiness. It's been a really busy couple of weeks, but I'm back. Baseball's back, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about my all-time baseball movies. But before we get into that, this episode's movie of the day, movie recommendation, whatever you want to call it, it's a simple one, guys. It's easy. It's a no-brainer. It's 1992's Wayne's World. If you haven't seen it, stop this podcast immediately. What are you doing? You need to go see it. One of the best comedies of the 90s, which is saying something because the 90s were unbelievable for comedies. And, you know, this one stands the test of time. It was directed by Penelope Spheris, who did uh, Black Sheep. The, that was the Chris Farley-David Spade movie after Tommy Boy. And I like Black Sheep. You know, I, it gets a lot of hate. Um, but but I do like Black Sheep. I think, obviously, it wasn't as good as Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy is an unbelievable film, not even just a comedy movie, in my opinion. So it, it didn't live up to that, but I do think there's so many laughs to be had in Black Sheep, especially with Gary Busey's character. There's there's a lot of a lot of good good things that came out of Black Sheep. I, I do, really don't understand the hate for it. So if you haven't seen that, check that out too, Black Sheep, especially if you like Tommy Boy. Uh, she also did The Little Rascals. Now, I, I can't really give an accurate judgment on Little Rascals currently. I have a lot of memories watching that movie when I was a kid. I loved it. Had it on VHS. Uh... But yeah, I, I don't know how it aged. I'm sure it was fine. It was a fun movie, as far as I remember. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, starring Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, based on their uh, SNL characters from the sketch of the same name, Wayne's World. Tia Carrere's in this movie, Rob Lowe. Lots of people in this movie. Now, a couple interesting things about this movie is this was Chris Farley's big screen debut. He plays a security guard. He's in it for about yeah, maybe a minute. But a funny little story about that is, I'm not going to spoil anything about the movie, because like I said, if you haven't seen this, you you stop this immediately and go watch it. Do yourself a favor. It's it's so funny, and it's a great, fun, fun movie. But anyway, Chris Farley plays a security guard, and Wayne and Garth are asking for directions. He gives them directions to, I think it's Detroit or something. He points to Detroit, and then he, he, he switches about, you know, a foot to the left or some such. Switches his arm angle. Now, allegedly, so the story goes, and I believe it was Chris Farley who told this story on David Letterman or Jay Leno or something, is that the director told him, when you say Detroit, point in this direction. Well, when he said Detroit, he pointed close to that direction, but not quite. So he changed it really quick. And it looks hilarious on film. They kept it. It was comedy gold because that's what Chris Farley did. Uh, we lost him way too soon. But yeah, it's it's cool that this was his big screen debut, you know, especially considering it was such a small part and he went on to do such big things. But uh, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack to this movie. A very 80s soundtrack. If you don't like the 80s, you probably won't like it. But um, yeah, you, you know, Tia Carrera sings some songs on the soundtrack and the tunes actually sound pretty good. I enjoy a lot of them. Some are better than others, of course. Arguably one of the best cameos of all time in this movie, in my opinion. It's up for argument. You know, there's so many cameos in the history of film. But this one is definitely up for an argument, and that is Alice Cooper. Just a great, great cameo because it shows the two sides of the man that a lot of people aren't aware there is. Like the Alice Cooper that's on stage and Vincent, which is his real name, offstage, is a completely different person. You know, offstage he loves to golf. He, he's, I'm pretty sure he's a chess player. He's a big history buff, you know. And it shows the two sides of him, which I really enjoy. 
you know, there's tons of other great cameos too. Robert Patrick reprises his role as T-1000 in this movie, which is pretty cool. Meatloaf is in this movie. Blinken, you'll miss him. He plays a bouncer. Really cool. Ed O'Neill. For those of you guys who don't know Ed Ed O'Neill, he's in Modern Family and he was in Married with Children. He played Al Bundy, one of the greatest television characters of all time. But, uh, yeah, he plays a severely disturbed coffee shop employee. And that's my actually one of my only flaws with the movie is I would have liked to see him a bit more. But you know what? If he was in it a bit more, it might not have worked. But, you know, you can't help after this movie feeling like you were cheated on his character a bit because it's, he's so funny. He's so funny. I'm pretty sure he appears in the second one, too, if I'm not mistaken. And he's hilarious in that one, too. He, Ed O'Neill's just a genius, especially in these movies. He's so, so funny. You know, this is one of only two Saturday Night Live movies to make $100 million. The only other one being the Blues Brothers. So it's in pretty good company. Now, I did fact check that, but I don't know how long ago that was put on the internet machine. So who knows? There might be more. I mean, MacGruber, it had to have done well. And Hot Rod's still got to be doing pretty well. Although that was a theatrical, we're talking theatrical release. So, you know, it's in good company. Blues Brothers is a... That's, that movie is legendary. And so is this one in its own right. You know, this is a really, really fun comedic movie. It's just a fun, great satire, parody, comedy. I don't know what you'd call it. I just call it a, f- a fun comedy. And it's hilarious. There's tons of laughs. Like I said, it aged well. It stands the test of time. One of the best comedies of the 90s, which again, that is saying something. Think of the comedies that came out in the 90s. Everything that Jim Carrey did that was great like real he did a lot of good stuff you know outside the 90s but we're talking dumb and dumber liar liar the mask i mean all great great stuff it's in great company and it stands among them wayne's world guys if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor immediately check it out you gotta you gotta okay so let's get in to my all-time baseball movies now i came up with six I do have quite a few honorable mentions, and the reason I only have six on my list is because I just I couldn't get any of the honorable mentions in the list. I just couldn't, for one reason or another, and I'll get into that. My first honorable mention for all-time baseball movies is Bull Durham. Kevin Costner, Susan Sarandon, Tim Robbins. Now, the reason this one didn't make the list is simple. I haven't seen it enough. I haven't seen this movie enough, and when I saw it, I was, I was a lot younger... You know, at that time, I wasn't I, I wasn't even a huge baseball fan. I liked it, but I wasn't a huge baseball fan like I am now. And, and you know, it just didn't strike a chord with me. I liked it. I, I really liked the dynamic between Tim Robbins and Kevin Costner. I thought that was really cool. Uh, the whole love triangle kind of, you know, it it gets old eventually, but it, 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 they did it well, I guess. I, again, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I haven't seen it enough. So that's why it's in my honorable mentions. I did like the movie. My next honorable mention will probably not be very popular with most. And that's okay. It's the Benchwarmers. It's the Benchwarmers. Rob Schneider, John Hedder, David Spade, Nick Swardsden, John Lovitz. It's goofy. It's silly. It's a fun little comedy movie. You know, people shit on it. It's not meant to fucking win, you know... Academy Awards and Golden Globes and all that shit. It, it's meant to make you laugh. It, you know, there's jokes about booger eating. There's joke. There's fart jokes. There's nothing wrong with that. It does exactly what it's supposed to. 
It's supposed to make you laugh and go, oh, wow, that was stupid. You know, it's it's a fine, fun movie. But again, not enough to make my all-time baseball movie list. But hey, it made the honorable mentions. That's nothing to shake a stick at, right? I mean, I, I enjoy the movie. It's a fun little movie. It's very quotable. A lot of fun stuff in that movie. I mean, the one thing I will say is flawed about that movie. It, it, it is very weird. You know, things about it are almost unsettling because it's a very, very strange movie, but fun nonetheless. My next honorable mention is Million Dollar Arm. I do like that movie. I do really like it, but it it just wasn't enough to make my list. I, I just couldn't put it on there. John Hamm's really good in it. I like, uh, it, you know, I like how that movie shows the asshole nature of the agent uh, athlete relationship uh, from both points of view. Uh, I really like that about it. But, uh, you know, it just wasn't, I, I didn't love it. You know, I didn't love it enough to put it on this list. Plain and simple. But yeah, Million Dollar Arm. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's definitely worth a watch, especially if you're a baseball fan. It, it is it is fun. And the only thing I really don't understand about it is the story of the movie goes. I'll just tell you guys real quick. He goes to India to recruit cricket players to play baseball. You know? And to me... There's probably a lot of guys in the States that can play baseball who have just never got the opportunity who are probably better at baseball than these kids they've chosen. I don't think there's anything wrong with recruiting these kids. I know the last time I checked, some of them were in the minor leagues with the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, and they were doing okay. So all the power to them, but I just can't help but feel like there's an actual baseball player out there going, fucking, you know, <laughs> give me my shot. But who knows? There might there might not be. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people in the States have the opportunity if they're good enough. So, you know, there, there's an argument to be made about that. But Million Dollar Arm, really good movie, guys. Just couldn't make my list. My next honorable mention, and this was probably the hardest one to keep off the list because I do like the movie. That's Trouble with the Curve. I really like Trouble with the Curve. I really like it. Clint Eastwood did a good job in this movie. Uh, Amy Adams is really good. The only thing, the only problem I have with this movie, and you know what? I like him. I like him most of the time, but I'm not huge on Justin Timberlake in this movie. I'm not huge on his chemistry with Amy Adams. I don't really, I didn't really buy into it. And, and I just, I didn't buy into his character. I usually do. I, I, I'm a big fan of Justin Timberlake. But this movie, him in it, just didn't do it for me. So that's why it didn't make my list. But it, it was tough to keep it off because I really do like that movie, Trouble with the Curve. If you haven't seen it, guys, definitely check it out. Like I said, especially if you're a baseball fan because it's definitely worth a watch. Now, the last honorable mention. I was close to putting this on the list, but I couldn't because it, it's cheating. It's a documentary. It's Ken Burns' baseball series. It covers the 1840s to 2009. You know, it's an 11-disc uh, set, which I have, and it's great. It's so unbelievable. It's it's a must for any baseball fan. You have to see this. It's it's unbelievable. And, and my favorite thing, I quote it all the time from the uh, from the documentary, is... Um, you know, you always hear about baseball players holding out for bigger contracts and shit. The first the first set of rules made for professional baseball was you will not make money playing this game. This is an amateur game. You will not make money playing this game. 
which I think is so ironic because, you know, a hundred some odd years later, even less, people are demanding $27 million a year to play. You know, it's just, it's kind of ironic, but it's okay. I still love the game and but yeah, guys, if you haven't seen Ken, Bur- Ken Burns' baseball series, you have to see it. It's a miniseries. It's a TV miniseries uh, documentary. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Must watch. Let's get in to the juice, the cheese that is my all-time baseball movies list. At number six, coming out of a pure nostalgic standpoint, 1994, Angels in the Outfield, guys. Uh, you know, I am I was born a year before this movie came out. I grew up watching this movie. It's it's probably a good, a good, re- big, it's a big part of why I like baseball so much, to be honest. It, this, probably, this movie, in reality, if I think back hard enough, probably started my affinity for baseball and baseball movies, for that matter. Uh, I love this movie. It's directed by William Deere. Now, let me tell you about William Deere for a minute. He directed two other movies that I used to love when I was a kid. I still like him. I still love Angels in the Outfield, too. I still think it's a serviceable movie. It's silly, but that's okay. We'll get into that in a bit. William Deere directed two movies. One was Harry and the Hendersons. Now, you guys probably all know Harry and the Hendersons, and I love that movie. But he directed another movie, and it's called Wild America. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in it. I can't remember everyone else who was in it. Uh, But unbelievable movie that was such a good movie when i was a kid i love that movie it's about it's about these three brothers that go to film they go out in the wilderness to film wildlife or something like that it it is an unbelievable movie guys if you haven't seen it check it out i mean not many people have seen it that i've spoke to and it is a fucking great movie check out wild america um but yeah this is starring danny glover brenda frecker who's the bird lady in home alone 2 christopher lloyd Joseph Gordon-Levitt, a young JGL, uh, Tony Danza, little bit parts, interestingly enough, little tiny bit parts by Matthew McConaughey and Adrian Brody. They both play, uh, they both portray players on the Angels, and they both went on to be Oscar winners, which is kind of funny because they they did not have big parts in this movie. I don't even think, I don't know how if Matthew McConaughey had any lines. I haven't seen it in a while. But it, neither of them have many lines. It, it's not a big role, but they were good in it. They they were fun. Uh, both Oscar winners, like I said. And Matthew McConaughey played a lot of goofy roles before this one. Check out um, Larger Than Life with Bill Murray, the movie about... Uh, it, it's an elephant movie with Bill Murray. Check it out. But Matthew McConaughey's in that, and it is the goofiest, silliest role you'll ever see him in, and it's so funny. It, it's so fun to see him in that light. And, and you know, this is a silly movie. But the, I, I like this list in the sense that it's a good mix of that. It, it's a good mix of baseball reality versus baseball cinematic fun. And th- that movie fall, this movie falls into that the latter category. It, it's just fun. It's pure fun. I really like Christopher Lloyd's performance as the angel. I actually really enjoy that performance. Uh, I don't think Christopher Lloyd gets enough credit as an actor, to be honest. Uh, he, he's known for Doc Brown, but he's done a lot of other great stuff. And this is no, you know... This has got to be included in that. He's really good as the Angel. I really like it. It's a warm performance. Uh, you know, and, and this this movie deals with some serious shit, you know, some serious themes, divorce and death and things like that. And it, But it does not in such a lighthearted way. You got to check out this movie, especially if you have, like, kids, you know, and they're into baseball. 
definitely watch Angels in the Outfield, guys. Love that movie. Fun Disney family movie. Enough said. At number five, now, there's a chance I could get shit on for having this this low in the list. And that's 1993, guys, The Sandlot. Directed by David Mickey Evans, who hasn't really done much else that I've seen, so I can't really talk about that. He's done a bunch of baseball stuff. The guy obviously loves baseball, and I can respect that. Uh, it's starring Tom Geary. Uh, he was he played Scotty. He's he's still acting. Mike Vitar, Benny. He played Benny the Jet. His last acting credit was in '97. Patrick Renna played Ham. He's still doing stuff. I'm pretty sure there's tons of other kid actors. All of them did a good job. Dennis Leary, Karen Allen, of course. Uh, James Earl Jones, classic. It, it takes place in the summer of '62, and I think. That's one of the best parts of this movie is I really think it captures the a summer in ni- the 1960s really well, you know, in Southern California. Now, that being said, I wasn't born till 1993, and I grew up on the other side of North America. But I can imagine, you know, a boy can imagine uh, what a summer in Los Angeles was like in 1962 and this is what i picture this movie did a very good job portraying that i think um it's interesting you know because this is almost a monster movie at times which i think is so funny because it it, you know if you've seen the movie you obviously know how what transpires but it's a it's a fun fun movie this movie is much sillier but there are a lot of stand by me vibes in this movie you know, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I really think this movie shares uh, shares some things with Stand By Me. It's very, very, uh, it's very much about friendship, growing up, you know. Uh, it, it's really, really cool movie. It's not only a classic baseball movie. This is a classic summer movie, which is a podcast I'm going to do uh, sooner than later, you know, when, when a f- summer officially starts, because there are those movies that are just synonymous with summer, you know, and I want to talk about those. And this is one of those. You know, it's about friendships and memories that last a lifetime. And I love it for that. Um, the reason it's not higher is because I had four that I like more than that. That's that simple. Four that mean more to me than this one. But hey, I, I came up with a list of six baseball movies out of all the baseball movies, you know, that I've ever seen. It means I like it. <laughs> I really like this movie. So if you haven't seen The Sandlot, guys, you got to check it out. It's definitely worth a watch, especially like all the movies on this list, if you like baseball. And number four, probably the newest on my list, I think. I'll have to check. 2013, 42. 42, guys. Directed by Brian Helgeland. I think I said that right. Who did Legend with Tom Hardy. Great Tom Hardy performance. Wasn't, you know, the problem with Legend, I think, is when you make a mob movie, you're in such good company that you're going to be constantly compared to those. And... You know, it falls short of Goodfellas Casino. It falls short of The Godfather, stuff like that. Of course it does. But it, it is a good movie. And Tom Hardy's fucking amazing in it. So if you haven't seen Legend, check that out if you like mob movies. But starring Chadwick Boseman, uh, Harrison Ford. You know, Harrison Ford plays Branch, Branch Ricky. Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson. And you know, the thing that's so good about this is there are parts in this movie when Chad Boswick, Chad Chadwick Boseman, has, he'll like... Uh, you know, I think there's one part he reaches second base, he steals, and there's a close-up of him, and he's smiling. And when he does that, he looks exactly 
exactly like Jackie Robinson. They they got him like he he really does look like Jackie Robinson. They did such a good job of casting in this movie. Harrison Ford as Branch Rickey is fucking unbelievable. He's so good. He's so good. And and it was one of those things like there's a pattern with me. I, I'm sure you guys have noticed that I usually have to watch a movie twice. And the first time I watched this movie, I thought Harrison Ford's you know he seems a bit over the top, doesn't he? And second time I watched it, I'm like Kevin, you're a fucking idiot. You're so dumb. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable as Branch Rickey. Such a good performance. I, I think he was, you know, that was worth a nomination, actually, to be honest, as, uh, for Best Supporting Actor. But he didn't get it, I don't think. But he deserved it. John McGinley, who was in Wild Hogs, Stealing Harvard. I'm pretty sure he was in the show Scrubs. You, you've seen him in a lot of stuff. So great as the announcer, and it wasn't a classic role for him. You know, usually he plays like a goofball, comedic, funny guy, but he just played an announcer for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And I loved him. He was so good. He did that 40s, you know. He's jumpy like a cat with a hot foot. Just a great, he had all these lines that were great. The script was perfect uh, for that character. And, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. A lot of great moments. A lot of great moments in this movie. Like when, when Branch Rickey, which I've just learned recently, when Branch Rickey said to Jackie Robinson, I want a player with the guts not to fight back. Which is like just chilling. Such a chilling line. And it makes a lot of sense, you know. Because there, there this was such a big thing that was put on Jackie Robinson's shoulders. And, and this movie could have gone in a different direction. You know, it could have showed all the ugliness. And only the ugliness. But it didn't. It showed the acceptance of certain people. And the change in certain people. You know? People who were racist, who didn't want them to play. And then they realized they're assholes. And, you know, they were wrong. And I, I really like that they did that because they, they didn't have to. I mean, there there were a lot of piece of shit people who did never probably never accepted them, you know. And uh, I, I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they showed that, uh, you know, certain people grew to realize that uh, it, they were on. It was unnecessary, you know, the way they were acting towards this guy. But anyway, sorry, I, I trailed off there for a second, guys. But when Branch Rickey said that in the movie the player with the guts not to fight back. Allegedly, Branch Rickey said that to Jackie Robinson. That was a real conversation. He actually said that, which I I just think that's such a testament to who the guy was because he knew, you know, if you fight back, you lose. He was smart enough to know that. The moment you lose your temper, you lose the argument. So it's just a really interesting line, and it's a really great moment in the movie, And, and this movie's filled with them filled with great moments if you guys haven't seen 42 this one isn't just for a baseball fan this is a fan this is a social social justice movie that you guys you need to see it it's not just about baseball so yeah guys 42 that's number four on my list you got to check it out and number three we got 1989's major league it's in every all-time movie baseball list it has to be it's a no-brainer Directed by David S. Ward, who wrote The Sting. I mean, you you guys have heard me talk about The Sting. Fantastic movie. He wrote that. And he directed Down Periscope, which if I keep doing my underrated comedies uh, series, you will hear about Down Periscope. Kelsey Grammer. Fun, funny movie. Great movie. It's not a great film. I'm sure people will watch it and say, oh, shit. It it is a funny movie. If you can just sit down, turn your brain off for an hour and a half... It's a really fun movie that's worth a watch. 
But yeah, David S. Ward directed this, starring Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, Corbin Burnson, Wesley Snipes, kind of before he was a big star, really. Um, but let's be honest. The star of this movie is Bob Euchre, who's the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers, I'm pretty sure still to this day. He might not be. He might be retired now, but he was the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers for a long time. He plays Harry Doyle, the voice of the Cleveland Indians, and he's unbelievable. Just a bit outside. So great. Bob Euchre's the fucking star of this movie. Harry Doyle, every time he's on screen, just so sarcastic, talking about the umps. And yeah, I think we got hosed on that one. Just great. They couldn't have casted anyone better. And apparently Bob Euchre, like, he's buddies with Norm MacDonald. Apparently Bob Euchre's the funniest guy on the on the face of the planet. He's He's funnier than... You know, it, as far as Norm Macdonald says it, he's he's hilarious. And Artie Lang said the same thing. He's probably the funniest guy he's ever met. And for Artie Lang to say that, I mean, come on, guys. This guy's obviously hilarious. And it, again, they couldn't have cast it better. Charlie Sheen is a huge baseball fan and player, and it shows. It shows in this movie. Some of the other guys, not so much. And that is one thing that I've always really appreciated in, in movies. This one I can forgive because it's a comedy but a lot of times, you know, like, it's the same with music movies. If I can tell the guy's never played guitar in his life, which, <laughs> backtracking a bit, is another flaw with Wayne's World. Tia Carrera's obviously never held a bass guitar in her life. But that's neither here nor there. It, it does bother me, you know, like a, a movie about baseball and the guys didn't even take the time to learn how to throw a baseball. Most of them in this movie, you know, they get away with it. But some movies are bad for that and that it's irritating. It really is. Maybe some people don't notice, but I certainly notice, and it's bothersome. But Charlie Sheen, not a problem in that. That guy can pitch, you can tell. He's thrown a ball several a times. Um, So, yeah, James Gammon as Lou Brown is definitely a standout. Just such a great casting as a manager. You know, so classic. Such a classic image of what an old-school baseball manager would be. And he just has that killer voice. You know, I, I'm not even going to try and do an impression of it because I can't. Uh, my, my Bob Euchre was terrible, too, I'm sure. But this guy's voice was killer. I, I mean, on IMDb, they described it as whiskey-soaked. And I guess that makes sense. Killer stash in the movie as well. Um, he, he did a lot of voices in The Iron Giant. I think he did a lot of voices in certain... Uh, Uh, A couple other animated movies as well, which, I mean, it would be an oversight not to put this guy in animated movies. He had a fucking great, great voice. And he's hilarious in this movie. He's hilarious. And now, Wesley Snipes is in this movie. And like I said, this was kind of before he became a big star. Just just before, it was kind of his insurgence into Hollywood. But there was a funny story... When I was watching the special features, because there's a scene in the movie when they're in spring training running running 90-yard dashes or whatever, 90-feet dashes, and uh, Wesley Snipes comes out in his pajamas and rips past everyone. The, the director told a story, and he said, you know, Wesley Snipes is slow. He's not fast at all, but he looks fast. And if you film him and all the other guys are going slow and he's passing them, yeah, he looks really fast, but in real life, he's terribly slow. <laughs> which I thought was funny because he does look incredibly fast in this movie. But apparently he's a uh, can't run too well. He's a, he's a slow a slow guy. But a kind of interesting story and it just, you know, it's a classic classic comedy. This is 
you know, it, it won't make my underrated comedies less because it's not underrated. This movie gets a lot of credit for being the comedy that it is. And it does deservedly so because it is a really, really funny movie. Check out Major League if you haven't seen it. Again, not not necessarily this isn't necessarily for a baseball fan. Anyone can watch this movie and take something from it because it's funny. It's a it's a lot of laughs. So check out Major League if you haven't seen it, guys. That's my number three. And number two, we got 2011 Moneyball. Had to be on the list. Directed by Bennett Miller, Capote, Foxcatcher. And apparently he's got a credit. Uh, if, if IMDb is correct, it's his newest credit. It's upcoming. He's doing the Christmas Carol. He's doing another Christmas Carol. Now, I'm fine with it because this guy's a talented director. But when are we going to stop with the Christmas Carol? We've covered that movie quite a few times. I think I think we might want to shut her down on The Christmas Carol eventually. I mean, there's some pretty good versions of that. Some versions that are hard to beat. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what he does with it. He's a really good director. So I, I have no problem with it. I'm curious, I guess. But, yeah, this is starring Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Robin Wright, Chris Pratt, Philip Seymour Hoffman. This was nominated for Best Picture. Best actor in a leading role, Brad Pitt. Best actor in a supporting role, Jonah Hill. Now, that's one bone I have to pick with this movie. And it's not with this movie, it's with Brad Pitt. I watched an interview with them one time. I believe it was an unscripted, which is two of the stars of the movie interview each other. It's like a show series or some such. It's on. Check it out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's actually really interesting. But it was Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt sitting down. And Jonah Hill asked them, did you take anything away from any of the actors on set? You know, like, did any of the actors influence you on set? And Brad Pitt said something, you know, Brad Pitt started talking. He was trying to thank you, you know, oh, uh, whatever. And Jonah Hill said, oh, it's probably me, right? And they both had a good laugh. And then Brad Pitt goes, no, I'm going to go with a serious actor on this one. And he was serious about that. And, you know, fuck yourself. Jonah Hill was a serious actor in this movie. The guy is an unbelievable actor. Fuck yourself. If you like, he, come on, because he's done funny movies. Because he can prove he's funny as well, or he's proven he's funny as well. Come on, that was a that was a ruthless comment. I mean, maybe it was an offhanded remark. I'll give Brad Pitt the benefit of the doubt because I really enjoy his acting. But come on, Jonah Hill was great in this movie. He's nominated for an Oscar. He's great in a lot of movies. You know, we know the guy is a talented actor, and you know that too, Brad Pitt. So don't go mouthing off. It was an unnecessary comment, and I didn't like it. But that's neither here nor there. This is such a believable sports movie. It's based on a true story. Um, you know, but regardless of the story, this is a really, really believable, uh, believable thing. Now, in a lot of aspects, I disagree with this method of creating a ball team. For those of you who haven't seen it, um, without spoiling anything, Billy Bean, the manager of the Oakland Athletics, tried a new approach, which I respect him for trying it. And it was almost building a baseball team with numbers. But it's a game played by humans. It's a game played by people. People are unpredictable. Numbers aren't. And that's why it's going to fail every time. I mean, he, he's come close. He's made the playoffs with teams that on paper are not good. But it, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter in baseball. It's not the teams with the biggest payroll always that do really well. It's not the teams that uh, on paper are really great. You know, it's not always those teams. Sometimes it is, but 
it's about everyone playing a part you know everyone getting along that's that has something to do with it too in my opinion i just don't think this method is the right way to go about building a ball team but i respect billy bean 100 percent um and I really like Brad, Brad Pitt's performance as Billy Bean. I think it was really good. And, and, you know, in his defense, I shouldn't say anything because he had tried it all at this point, as far as I'm concerned. He had tried everything, and he just, nothing was working, so he tried a new approach. And it did, you know, it for a time, it had a positive effect. But, you know, that I don't think that kind of, that kind of uh, team building takes you to the World Series. But, again... So many great performances in this movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman wasn't in a huge role, but he's amazing. This guy was stellar in this movie. He is such a believable baseball manager. Now, the thing that I did notice about this movie, and, you know, it's so sad that we lost Philip Seymour Hoffman because he was not only a great actor, he was one of the best. This guy was a legend. He was so, so good. But it, it is kind of frightening in this movie because I'm pretty sure he was in his 40s when he played this role. And if you look like this guy looks like he could be 75, which, you know, it may, maybe that was makeup. Maybe it was stuff like that. And it definitely played to the character because he, he was incredibly believable. And that was what Seymour, C, Philip Seymour Hoffman did so well. You know, I don't know if he was a baseball fan. I have no idea. But this guy, when he was standing in that dugout, he was a fucking baseball manager of the Oakland A's. It's crazy. It, it was unbelievable. I think he maybe deserved the best supporting actor a little more than Jonah Hill, to be honest. I mean, I understand why they gave it to Jonah Hill because he had a bigger role. But Philip Seymour Hoffman, man, he was crazy good in this movie. He was crazy good in everything. It's not a surprise. But if you guys haven't seen it, Moneyball, check it out. It's a really interesting look at, um, at you know, behind the scenes of, of what it takes to run a baseball team and how you deal with certain problems within the league, you know, unfair problems. It's a very interesting take on the story. Love the movie. Check out Moneyball if you haven't seen it. Now, we come to number one. It's predictable. You guys know what it is. 1989. It's Field of Dreams. Come on. Could it be anything else? No, it couldn't be. Directed by Phil Alden Robinson, who did Sneakers three years later. Now, if you guys haven't seen Sneakers, check it out. It's a really fun movie. Uh, Sidney Poitier is in it. Dan, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix. Really cool movie. It's like a computer hacker movie. It's incredibly nerdy. Um, incredibly nerdy movie. Check out Sneakers if you haven't seen it. This is starring Kevin Costner, Amy Madigan from Uncle Buck, James Earl Jones, Ray Liotta. This was nominated for Best Picture. It didn't win. I'm not sure what it lost to. It's a bummer because, you know... But I think this is the same year Plain Strings and Automobiles came out, and that should have been nominated, and it should have won, in my opinion. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Great performances across the board. Kevin Costner's great. Amy Madigan's really good, and she doesn't get enough credit. In fact, she's so fucking good in this movie. James Earl Jones is really good. I like Ray Liotta as Shoeless Joe. But there's one standout, guys. And it's Burt Lancaster. Hollywood legend Burt Lancaster. He's He plays Moonlight Graham in this uh in this movie it's maybe one of my favorite small performances ever this was his last theatrical release performance in a movie and it gives me goosebumps there's so many great lines he says you know is there enough magic out there in the moonlight just really really cool scene that he's in it's unbelievable 
unbelievable fucking movie. This is easily one of my favorite movies of all time. I love this movie. This movie is filled, and I saw on YouTube the other day. It was some. It was a. It was maybe a Watch Mojo uh, top ten list or something like that, and it was top ten movies, uh, guy tears movies, movies that make men cry. And this was number one. I'm pretty sure, and it it deservedly so. This movie makes me weep. It makes me weep. It's unbelievable. And you know, you don't have to be a baseball fan to love this movie. The themes are universal. It's, you know, it's about love. It's about relationships, especially with your parents and father in particular. This movie, if you're a baseball fan, oh, buddy, bring the tissues. Be ready to weep. Be ready because it's coming. Guaranteed. It's just a great script. Unbelievable. So many lines that give you goosebumps, not just Moonlight Graham's lines. And I can't say enough about this movie, guys. I'm not going to go on about it forever because I could. I love it. I love this movie, Field of Dreams. That's my number one uh, baseball movie, guys. That's my list. I know I didn't go on about it for a long time, but you just have to see it. And if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's great. It's an unbelievable, touching movie. So that's my list, guys. That's my uh, all-time baseball movies list. Now... As for stuff that's going to be coming soon, I want to do my top 10 Spielberg movies in honor of Ready Player One just coming out. As you guys know, if you listen to my top 10 most anticipated movies list of 2018, Ready Player One was number one on my list, and I did get a chance to see it last Wednesday. We'll get more into it uh, in my top 10 Spielberg movies, but it's good, guys. Oh, fuck yeah, it's good. It's so much fun. Um... I think I might do a top 10 list of Spielberg movies that have been directed by Spielberg and also movies that he's produced because people forget he's produced a lot of great shit too. Um, So look forward to that. Stay tuned for that. I'm thinking about doing a possible film analysis, like almost like a commentary, but not quite where I watch a whole movie, make notes of the whole thing and go through it. Um, I'm obviously only going to do movies that I really, really love. Uh, I'm thinking about doing a top 100 movies my favorite 100 movies. That's going to take a long time. I'm going to do it in increments of 10. Let me know if you guys want to hear any of these things. You know, uh, Give me some feedback. If you guys come up with a topic, I'll do it. It's as simple as that. Um, I really want to hear from you guys. Uh, and I really want to hear your uh, your thoughts, your opinions. I, I want to see what you guys want to hear because I'd love to do that for you guys. No problem. There's no Patreon bullshit, nothing like that. Just bring me a topic and I'll do it for you. Um Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Egomaniac Movies. Like, subscribe, rate, review, do whatever you have to. And uh, like I said, guys, keep in touch. Um, I, I'd love to hear from you. And remember, how can you not be romantic about baseball? <laughs> <laughs>